Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Outwatch Season 2. This is Episode 2 of our Survivor 28 Survivor Kageyan Rewatch and Dissection. My name is Alex, and I am joined by three of my friends, and we are rewatching this season episode by episode and bringing you our takes and reactions. And starting next episode, we're going to be playing Fantasy Survivor as well for our Survivor newcomers. So uh, nothing but excitement on the horizon. Um, first, before we let you know what happens this episode, let's get to know the rest of our Outwatch crew. Um, Adam, welcome to Outwatch. Glad to be here, as always. So the title of this episode is Cops Are Us, a great alliance name between Tony and Sarah. Um, Adam, if you were to align on Survivor with someone else here in the Outwatch family, um, what would your alliance nickname be? Uh, well, uh, stick, sticking with the dead stores theme um, and that I'm on the Brains Tribe, I believe I would team up with Spencer. We'd be uh, Spencer's Gifts. Oh. Um. <laughs> this isn't fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> Moving oh. right along, Emily, welcome to Hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emily, if you were to, to be in an alliance with a, a survivor, what would your alliance nickname be? Well, I chose the Braun tribe last time. Yes. And I'm trying to think of anybody on the Braun tribe. <laughs> you got Tony, Sarah, Wu, Cliff, Lindsay, and Trish. Okay. Um, this just came to mind. We'll roll with it. Uh, I like Tony. He's interesting. Um, he has an accent. He's from New Jersey. This reminds me of the Ford joke commercials with mock <laughs> Chevy. Chevy, one of the big car companies. So what's that would your, be, what's your... No, wait, that would be my persona. We would be Tony and mock. <laughs> We'll be packing cars. Okay. <laughs> we can put the Bostonian in there too. I was say Trish is actually from Boston. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I'll choose then. She can, she can be my number one. We'll be packing cars. We're packing cars, Alliance. I'm so sorry to anyone who's from Boston and listens to this podcast. So, so, so to, to give context to this joke, there's, uh, you know, those like Chevy, like real people commercials. Yeah, where they're like in a big a big room and then they open a big door and they're like, look, yeah, it's yeah, a car. All, there's always a big door. Yeah. There's, uh, it's it's like Joke Zebra or something like that is the YouTube channel name. Um, but they take those commercials and this one guy, Mock, M-A-H-K, is like inserts himself in, into the commercials and it's hilarious. Okay. So. <laughs> Shouts to Zo Joke Zebra. That was really just part of my train of thought. What I ended up with was pocket gas. He just had to listen to my thought process. Whatever brains they have have clearly evaporated. Listen, I had an answer. Hey, Scott, welcome to Outwatch. Hey, how's it going? So great. Hey, if you were to create an alliance with someone, what would that alliance name be? Um... I would align with Cliff, and we'd be Cliff Bars. Oh, mm. my gosh. Amazing. Because... Ooh. 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 
Is it because you'd be you'd be dropping bars? And he would be Cliff and you'd be dropping bars? Yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. Wu-Tang. Yeah. Wu-Tang. That is a really good one, too. <laughs> I loved that confessional when he's talking. He's like, it's me and Wu. And then you, like, see him realize it in his head. And he's like, Wu-Tang. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. All right. Well, this was another jam-packed episode of Survivor. Um, let's start by taking a trip to tree mail and reminding you of what happened in survivor Kagiyan episode two. Spencer is back after being blindsided along with Garrett, um, assumes that he is next to go on the bottom, um, in the midst of a terrible, terrible rainstorm, everyone's miserable. Um, meanwhile, on the Braun camp, Tony finally fesses up to Sarah and tells him, tells her that he is a cop. And Cops Are Us is born. It's super rainy and bad. Lindsay especially has taken it really rough on the Braun tribe. And on the Beauty tribe, LJ is really frustrated by the lack of work from the girls on the tribe. Um, And while everybody else is lazing around, LJ springs into action and finds the hidden immunity idol that should have been for Morgan. Um, Jumping on the clue of how he saw her roaming around the rocks when they got back initially. And so now we've got two idols in the game. One belongs to Tony and one belongs to LJ at the immunity challenge. um, There is some water transfer game and then a big ball puzzle. And the winner also gets shelter stuff. The brains are a complete wreck at the beginning of the challenge, despite their strategy and their practice. But And when it comes to the puzzle part, they rally together and they come all the way from behind, get second place, uh, and beauty are the big losers. They have to go to tribal for the first time in the game. Uh, Back at the Braun tribe, Tony finds a clue to the idol that he has already and he throws it away. Um, And Morgan and Bryce find themselves on the bottom of the beauty tribe. Um, And their plan of attack is to swing Jeremiah and Jeffra from the four-person alliance of Jeremiah, Jeffra, LJ, and Alexis with the intent of voting Alexis out instead. So uh, Jeffra and Jeremiah especially find themselves kind of in the middle um, because that group of four is wanting to split their votes onto Bryce and Morgan respectively to avoid an idol. Um But when we get to Tribal Council, the split works to perfection, and we've got a split 2-2-2 tie, uh, which is effectively a win for that group of four who intentionally splits. They re-vote, and it's a 3-0 vote for Bryce, who becomes the third person out of this game. Gone far too soon. Bryce, Isaiah, rip in peace. Um, Another fun episode. Um, Lots going on. Hey, uh, Adam, what was your favorite moment of this episode? Uh, well, I actually rewatched the training montage with uh, my boy Spencer and uh, put on Eye of the Tiger. Yes. Muted the TV, threw on Eye of the Tiger. It's pretty fantastic. I bet. <laughs> that was actually one of the things that Rocky did in preparation for his big fight with Mr. Yeah. Dolph was they, they splashed water around. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't quite make the cut. No, the training montage was great. I I love that 
I, I loved watching Beauty Tribe try to strategize or try to figure out what was going on. Yeah. Because, like, watching people have to suddenly make decisions, like, oh, like, we have to actually demonstrate who we are or how we're going to play this game is always interesting. Yes. Yes, indeed it is. Especially that first vote when, um, yeah, you're kind of cast into it, like you said, and it's like, oh, crap, we're playing Survivor. Emily, was there any particularly exciting or fun moment from this episode for you? Honestly, I just really liked when the brain tribe did not lose the challenge because it really looked like they were going to because there were two parts to the challenge. They first had to collect water in a bucket and they were so behind. It was embarrassing. And they probably just picked the worst clips, but they would show the other teams and they're working together. And then they would show the brain tribe and they were like falling over and dropping their buckets. I was like, you guys are horrible. But then they really pulled it together at the end. And that was really nice because, again, Going back to the Pearl Islands, I was like, they're going to be the tribe that just can't get a win and it's not even going to be fun anymore. And you're just going to feel sorry for them because they just keep losing. Yeah. But it was really nice to see them turn that around. Jatia especially looked really bad in this challenge. Yeah, she did. Like, I feel like Tasha looked bad. Really? Like she couldn't throw the bucket to Jatia yeah. like, to save her life. Like whenever she threw it, she lost most of the water. And so there was nothing really Jatia could do. It was a pretty good Spencer just absolutely falling down to yeah, so right. screwing up. A collectively bad effort. Yeah. yeah. But better than beauty trying to solve a puzzle. So yeah, they did not get that. Yeah, time. they really struggled. Scott, did you have a favorite moment from this episode? I uh I liked the cops R Us part and it yep. only because it reminded me of watching it um the first time around when it first came out and yeah. us being like can I tell you a secret? <laughs> I'm not a cop. Another <laughs> secret. I am a cop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that was really a for me. But yeah, t- Tony's extra, but he's, he's just so he's, fun to watch. He's a gem. This season in general's got a lot of extra people, but yep. it's it's a good one. Yep. I love it. The, the beginning of this episode is really um, tied together by the weather situation. Um, it's interesting the way that like the weather can really affect the way that the game is played. Um, You see, and you know, there's a number of seasons where there's these like really rough rains. Uh, It of of course like affects the players physically and emotionally and mentally, but it affects the game too, because you no longer really have the ability to get outside of the camp and like strategize or do much. You know, everybody's kind of just relegated to sitting in the shelter and trying to stay as as warm as possible. So as a Survivor fan, you really root against the weather. Meanwhile, though, at the at the Beauty Tribe, despite this rain, um, LJ uses it as an uh, a chance, actually, to get out when everybody is stuck in the shelter and goes and looks for um, the idol that Morgan found a clue to and finds it. Um, This is. A pretty like nuanced thing that happens here, right? Because the part of this is on Morgan for not finding it and also on her for not uh, disguising where it is very well. And then LJ also takes advantage of the opportunity to grab it. Um, Yeah, Scott, what was your take on this whole instance? So, yeah, my first thought, I kind of went through both 
both trains of thought. Initially, I was like, well, why didn't she go back and try to find that? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's been like three or four days. You'd think it, you would want to go back at some point and try to find that, but maybe she had something else to do. I don't know. Like um, what? But then like, <laughs> I, exactly, right? Um, but good on him for like taking nothing other than just a hunch and going yeah. and figuring it out. We kind of talked about it last episode, like, oh, people just like randomly going and just finding idols and like, it's kind of what he did. He just kind of just said, I'm going to go look by the rocks. And sure enough, he just found an idol. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Good well, on you, man. But I think it's been closer to like six or seven days even. Because assuming that in the first episode, they did like, you know, two to three days between challenges. Yeah, that is true. Tried, like it's been, They've been on the island for like a week. She never made it back out there to look well, for Well, to be the, fair, I mean, when she was first looking, she really had to play it off and act like she didn't have the idol. So yeah. I'm sure she didn't have a lot of opportunity to go back without looking suspicious. And at the end, some people voted for her anyway because they were suspicious that she had the idol. So that would only increase that suspicion. Yeah, that's fair. That is true. Man, it's just so valuable, though. You think that yeah. she's got to find a way to get out there. We've seen an idol found at each camp now, um, and we haven't seen any of them played yet. But um, for our uh, first time Survivor viewers, what are your thoughts on the way that to this point, the hidden immunity idol changes the game and the show of Survivor? What are your takes on what you've seen so far? I don't know. Honestly, it's one of those things that. Like, if you don't play it. I don't know. It, it just seems like it's it's a, it's a sort of a last resort. Like you have to be fairly confident that you're getting at least a fair number of votes before I even consider right. playing it. Right? Like, right. I just I don't understand how to strategically use it in a way that's like really meaningful in the game. It almost seems like a get out of jail free card in Monopoly. Like it's fifty bucks to get out of jail, or you know, if you're lucky enough to have a get out of jail free card, you, you use it. It just I don't know. I, I don't see it changing the game all that much when it's kept so secretive. Mm. Yeah. And you hear that from everybody who's found one so far. They explicitly say, I'm telling nobody about this. Yeah. And I'm really curious how it could change the game if you're just like, yeah, I have a I have a hidden immunity idol. Yeah. And we see like throughout the history of Survivor, you know, there's people who hold on to it. There's people who tell other people about it. And there's varying um kind of thoughts on whether one thing is better than the other. Um, of course, if you keep that information to yourself, we talked about it last season, Adam, where you talked about how information is currency, you know, having that key bit of information is super valuable. You know, now if people try to vote you out, they don't know that you're immune. You can use it and swing it back on someone. Um, so but say, it's, it's, it's valuable for you not to know it because then you can use it and, negate a bunch of votes that were for you and right. regain a power balance in the tribe. It also though means that if anyone wants to vote you out, they have to keep it so secretive, which mm -hmm. just seems impossible in this tech kind of game. Sure. And so you find like leaks and alliances really quickly too. Yeah. I don't know. It's just such a curious, like it's such an interesting thing. Yeah. There's, as we saw from the last episode too, there's two parts to like, having success with a hidden immunity idol you have to find it mm -hmm. and then you have to know that you're getting votes and right. play it right yeah. garrett had it but he had no idea that he was getting voted for and so it was of no use to him because he didn't play it right right 
So that's the thing. You gotta play it. That's that's the problem with the hymn immunity idol is knowing when to play it. Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah, what makes it tough. But also, I yeah, do. just imagine, right? It, because you haven't seen it at this point. Like if it's a you know a six person tribe at this point, uh, you know you've got four to five votes on you. You play that. Now they're all gone, and there's either just your vote or you and someone else's vote, and you're basically single handedly choosing who goes home. It's big. Time. I do think it's interesting though. Like on the flip side, like that does kind of tend to lead to people like, okay, now we're going to split the vote just to draw the idol out or whatever. And it it is interesting to see that, though, even though you may not know somebody has an idol, people do like find ways to, I don't know, get around, don't say get around it, but Mm -hmm. also like plan for it, which we kind of saw in this episode a little bit. Yeah. The thing is, if Jeremiah wanted to, it would have been a dumb, dumb move, I think. But as soon as he realized that the vote was being split, like it all of a sudden made his position that much more powerful. Right. Like he could, it was, it, it basically looked to me like he approached Jeffra. Jeffra wasn't super interested in it. So he was like, well, I'll stick with my power dynamic and we'll be all right then. Cause you know, it's better to vote someone out than to paint a target on your back. But as right. soon as you realize, Oh, there's going to be a fracture here. And like, we don't even need Jeffra. Like it can be three, three against, you know, two at this point now, because they're trying to split their vote. Right. And you have the power balance for the rest of the game. It's, yeah. I don't know, like it can really work to your disadvantage. Do people try to bluff that they have the hidden immunity idol ever? I feel like I would try to bluff that at some point. Like that you like, have you know, an idol even when you don't? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I have, I have the hidden immunity idol. Just to see if I can get someone to split a vote or see if I can get someone to say, uh-huh. no, I have. Not a whole lot, actually. Um, there's more like trying to convince people that you don't have an idol when you do than the other way around. Part of it is because once people know that you have an idol, it makes you, um, of course, more difficult to get out, but it also raises your threat level a whole lot, you know? Right, um, now, you through a tribal council. Exactly. And now it's, it's something where you can say, okay, listen, we know that Adam's got an idol. Uh, we just we need X number of votes to split a vote on him and get him out. And you've got a lot more people that are agreeable to it because they're like, yeah, yeah we don't want to play with this idol in the game. You know, it's I'm difficult. trying to think of like a video, not a, a board game equivalent, like a board game piece, because I said get out of jail free card. But that's not even like because that doesn't affect as many other people. My I want to say like Settlers of Catan has a Monopoly card. That allows uh, so you we're to back take- to a Catan reference. This is number two on the history of Outwatch. This isn't fun for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Monopoly card that allows you to take a single resource from every player. And what usually happens is you wind up in this weird position where if you're playing with people who are really good at the game, they trade out a resource that they have a lot of, and then they play the Monopoly card and they get that resource back. It's the most infuriating thing on the planet and it's perfectly legal. But if everyone knows you have that Monopoly card, the second you start doing something suspicious... No one wants to trade with you then because yeah. it's like, well, you're going to take it back. But it also puts you in a position where it's like, well, I need to use resources in a completely different way because I don't want to give them the him trying to save them up. Yeah. It's such a delicate thing using the hidden immunity idol because you're right. In some cases, like sharing that information is good because it builds trust with someone. And also now you have an extra set of ears who can listen out for, oh, shoot, it's going to be you. Dude, you need to play that idol, right? But on the other hand, you've got that person who could say, hey, guys, this guy's got an idol. Let's vote him out, you know? 
it, so much of Survivor comes down to the social game, I think, um, yeah. or the social slash strategic game, whichever category you want to put that in. It's yeah, it's so like, I don't know, so complex how to do this well. Uh, yeah. And we await the first playing of one. <laughs> hmm. um, Has there ever been an instance where someone who has an idol gives it to somebody else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did we talk about that? I don't know. I'm yep. sorry if I missed it. Yeah, uh, that can be done. And okay. you can even like at tribal. Um, so for clarity's sake, for y'all, since this is your first idol season, and also if we've got listeners who aren't familiar with this, the way an idol works is you find it, right, and it's played after votes are cast, but before they're read, right? So everybody goes up, cast their vote. Jeff says, if anybody has a hidden immunity idol, now's the time to play it. You'll stand up and you'll say, okay, Jeff, this is for me. Or you'll say, hey, I'm going to play this on this person. And you can do it then too. Um, and now that person who receives votes are... See, those that are actually canceled. seems more valuable to me. Yeah, it's that been done a number of times. That. Because if, if I could play it on someone else, then it'd be one of those things where if I was trying to flip a power dynamic, I can basically pretend to be a part of someone's alliance, then we should vote this person out, mm-hmm. get everyone to vote that person out, play an immunity idol on them, and then all my votes are the ones that count. Yeah. Yeah. That's tricky. There's that a number of ways it can do tribal council. Heck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, because that, that's, like, that's a big move if you can pull that off. Yeah, it's big. And then the logic behind splitting a vote, of course, is... Once a vote, once votes are canceled by a hidden immunity idol, um, the next highest number of votes that are cast is the person that goes home. So in this case, with a four-two uh, division, if theoretically they put four votes on Bryce and Bryce has an idol, he plays his idol. All four of those are canceled, and now the two that he and Morgan are choosing lands on one of them, and they go home. Right. The strategy behind splitting it in this case, yeah, you force a 2-2-2 two, two, two tie, but um, if Bryce plays his idol, that's okay because now it's just a 2-2 two, two tie between Morgan and whoever they vote for. They re-vote and just vote Morgan out, um, whereas if, yeah, they put all four on it in that instance, they vote one of their own members out, right? I think you're all following on that. Yeah, <laughs> we got this. Yep. But, of course, it creates more of a risk, like we were talking about. Now, if just one person decides to flip, they're hosed. Yeah. You know, That's the risk you run with splitting a vote, is your margin for error is a lot smaller. I want to talk about our fun orchestral water splash montage on the Brains Tribe. <laughs> Where they feel like, da, 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 splash, 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 splash. <laughs> uh, that was really fun. What are you guys' takes on... These kind of like uh, immersion breaking fun little editing techniques that pop up from time to time. Are you pro these or are you anti these? Have we seen other examples of what you're talking about right now? I'm not yet? sure we have now that I think about it. But you know how like most of the show it's like, um, you know, orchestral, but like it like matches the mood of what's going on. It's just kind of like underscoring. um it feels very like immersive in this serious, you know, experience here. There's not a whole lot of like pulling you out of it to do, you know, something fun or that breaks it. You know what I mean? Right. Where in this yeah. case, it's like, here's this silly song that everybody knows. And we're like basically making fun of these people splashing the water. 
you know, for comedic effect. Yeah, I I definitely noticed that that was not something that we had seen in the previous season, Pearl Islands. Uh-huh. Um, I think, and uh, like you said, we haven't seen much of these editing things yet in the season, but this one in particular, I thought was like, it wasn't too distracting or anything. And it was actually pretty relevant because again, their performance in the challenge was abhorrent. Yeah. And that was exactly what they had practiced. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of fun ish. It wasn't over the top, like Jeff. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff like walks into the scene. Look at this performance. (laughs) Go home. That's what I would have preferred is actually Jeff standing in front of a green screen, like Weatherman. Like, yeah, yeah. Dissecting what was happening. Um, I, I, I liked it. It's not something I, I think if it happened more, it would be annoying. Okay. But because like it's, it's happened. Yeah, it's like once. It happened yeah. once this episode. I don't think it happened the last episode. Like no. I, I thought it was, it was nice. Um, I'm, Kind of curious because it seemed like Tasha was sort of taking a pretty big leadership role in mm-hmm. that moment mm-hmm. uh, and leading up to it. And it, it seems like they could have edited it to look like Tasha was kind of being a taskmaster, sort of like Jatia was when they were building yeah, the shelter. Yeah, that's interesting. So it, it was an interesting editing choice, but it must be because like that conflict doesn't come back up. Sure. At least not in the way they edited it. So. Yeah. I think if they had brought that back and everyone was like annoyed with that whole thing, then like it would have been a bad choice. But yeah. Yeah. I really like when they do this sort of stuff. I think it's really fun. Um, there's, they did a lot of these in the most recent season that aired at the time of this recording, um, David versus Goliath. There was one in particular, I think it was even in the first episode where this guy who like talks a lot and really fast is in a confessional and he's like just talking about something and then and they do a number of simultaneous like oh like cross dissolve transitions on the same shot and on his voice so he's like talking about this thing and then cross dissolve and now i'm talking about this thing for a couple seconds and cross dissolve and now he's talking about something else really fast in the same way that's like this is obviously you know like breaking immersion but like it's telling you a lot about the character and it's funny you know and it's different so Yeah, they don't do it a lot. And so I'm usually a fan of it when they do. So immunity and reward challenge. This is the one where they have to do that water splashing to fill up a like a big a big bucket Um, and then a ball puzzle where the ball's in like some vertical maze and they've got to pull ropes to get the ball to fall into the middle. Hey, you commented last episode on the dopeness of the reward challenges and the immunity challenges because they're tied into one. Hey, what'd you think about uh, the design of this one? This challenge was great all around. It had like, the physical component and this mental component. Um, the the throwing the buckets was kind of weird. It yeah. was like it, it was definitely hard to do, but also like it just seemed like some people kind of picked up that maybe I shouldn't put as much water in it because I'll get more water to the person if I can throw it easier, you know, whatever sort of thing. So there was like a mental component to the physical component. And then the maze was good. I'm, I'm a fan of like stuff like that. Like yeah. mazes and that, you know, are yeah. like tricky, but also don't require you to, you know, solve long division or something. Sure. Yeah. That was a cool puzzle. 
Yeah, plus the puzzle had two people working at the same time. Uh huh. Yep. So it required that teamwork as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the I liked the maze a lot. I I think we've kind of I kind of remember saying it a lot last season, but we've officially hit the point where to win a challenge, you definitely got to solve a puzzle. Yeah, Survivor. I feel yeah. like, and yeah, I just thought it was really cool. Like I did feel bad for the brain tribe because they did spend all that time practicing and for them to not execute that well, I felt kind of bad for them, but I'm happy they won and got something to show for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was kind of the big moment of this episode was the brains coming from way behind, um, to win. Well, not win to get second place in this challenge, uh, and keeping them out of tribal council. They did super well on that, um, that puzzle. It was Spencer and who else was there? Was it? Uh, it was Cass. Cass, yeah. Oh, it Cass. wasn't Cass. Yeah. picks for winners. That's right. Um, yeah, they really rocked that puzzle and saved their tribe from another immunity failure. Um, and it's the, the beauty tribe that loses. We don't know a whole lot, it seems like, about the beauty tribe's tribe dynamics going into this sequence here. So we learn a whole lot about where the uh, alliances lie. Um, and well, we what's did learn happen. that the because during the rain, um, LJ made a comment about how like like one of like Jeffra or one of the other girls was complaining about the like the shelter, and he was like, "Well, that means that like you know Bryce or Jeremiah are gonna go like fix the shelter," and like he made a comment about how the girls don't do anything on that tribe. Yeah, so we we know there's like frac fractures there Mm -hmm. but like as far as like alliances and stuff like that we don't really know much yeah Yeah. what did you guys think about um the way that bryce and morgan um i guess individually and collectively kind of handled their attempt to get off of the bottom here that was honestly quite a blur to me and then it came down to what is his name? He's the Jeremiah. model. Yeah, Jeremiah. Jeremiah. And he just seemed very like I I honestly don't know if he had a plan yeah. going into tribal of who he was going to vote for. Or at because all. Like, well, I'm just gonna upset somebody regardless. And then people came up to him and at one point someone came up to him and said, you know, someone told me to vote for this person. He's like no, I'm not part of I don't know what she's talking about. That's not real. And I was really surprised. Like, I just wasn't sure what his goal was. He was just kind of aligned with everyone. And I don't think that was smart for him. But he, he just, like, didn't choose what he was going to do. I don't know. It was just confusing. Yeah. I don't Maybe. I mean, you can argue, but. I don't think that. I, I think that he, because it was Jeffro was the person that he was like, no, nah, I don't know what she's talking about. Because um, it seemed like she was very against the plan of voting out Alexis. Right. Uh, which that was really the problem right there was they chose Alexis as their target. Yeah. So you have to swing Jeremiah, which you may do. Right. Then you have to swing either her friend or LJ. Yeah. Or like it's, that was a bad move. You could have, when you could have made the argument that like, Hey, LJ's taken over this tribe. Like he's, he put a big target on his back, like becoming a leader and like this and the other, like maybe we should get rid of him. Like we have the numbers now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, yeah. I, I think Jeremiah has a plan and I think his plan is like, I'm going to lay low until I don't have to, or until I, I can't. Yeah. Cause like we said last, 
time. It's really easy to get yourself voted out early on. Mm-hmm. And so if he's walking around like, oh, yeah, I don't know who I'm going to vote for, you know, to everybody sort of thing. Like, OK, we're going to get rid of you then because we would prefer to not have uncertainty. <laughs> yeah, that for as uninteresting as Jeremiah is, he he played that pretty well. Um, what? Yeah, I think what happened, it seemed like Bryce played his spot pretty well. Um, he approached Jeremiah, who was a good person to approach as kind of one of those other outside people pitched the plan to him. And then I think where the, yeah, like you said, where the plan went wrong was Morgan approaching Jeffra. And she even says like, listen, I know you and Alexis are really good friends, but we should vote her out. Like in what world is that going to work? You know? Right. And then by doing that, she kind of blew the whole thing up because now Jeffra is talking to Jeremiah, like what's going on. And now Jeremiah is, you know, blocked out of potentially flipping with them. I think what the move is for either Bryce or Morgan, just whoever does it first, is to look at that group, recognize we're probably not going to get more than three votes. And I don't want to tie and go to rocks at this point in the game um, is to look at that group and say, hey, I'm with you. Vote out Morgan or hey, I'm with you. Vote out Bryce and just realize that you're the two of you isn't going to make a big splash together at this point, you know throw the other person under the bus. A a brief chat about Tony before we finish up with the beauty, because he finds the, the immunity clue um, and he just kind of throws it away because he, again, is looking in the stuff, you know, and finds another clue. It is clear that Tony is playing harder than anyone right now. Uh, And we talked about that last episode too, but at this point in the game, uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing for him? I don't think I like when people play that hard early in the game, either in Survivor or any other kind of show like this, like Big Brother or whatever. This is a um, Big Brother free podcast. This isn't okay. fun. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Um, Go to Out Outhouse. Scott has left the chat. No. Um, but I think I like kind of like the way Tony's doing it. He's he's playing hard, but he's playing with like an attention to detail. Um, and he's not like doing it in a way that is drawing attention to himself. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm saying? I don't, I could be completely wrong there. I just get the feeling that he's like, he is taking a lot of steps to get the idols and stuff, but he's not like saying, all right, I'm in control. We're getting so-and-so out. You know, he's kind of laying low while playing hard. Yeah. That's a good point. He's not domineering anything. Yeah. Would you have recommended uh, Tony Lupin Sarah to the clue that he found, pretending like, hey, I just found this in the reward thing? Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. It was definitely. That was my first thought. Is like, I have the idol. I'm not afraid of someone taking it. But if I bring someone else into this and suddenly it's like, I'm building trust with that person. Yeah. And. Their assumption must be, I don't have the idol because we're trying to find it together. Yeah, it would build trust. The risk you run is that they look forever and can't find it. And she realizes maybe he has the idol. Well, I guess her thought would be someone must have already found it, you know. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you yeah can that's make a, a good idea. There must have been a clue in the first one or, you know, whatever. Sure, sure. He could, actually, he could use his paint, paint a target on someone's back. Yeah. Like Trish. I'm telling you guys. I'm the I'm the best couch 
Survivor player there. This is why you're on the brains team. That would be your <laughs> intro video. Cool. We're all playing checkers and Adam's playing chess. Yeah, right. my, my, my intro video would be something along the lines of, I'm really good at watching the television and telling people what they could have done better. I'm going to be terrible at this. <laughs> I got this clip from Bryce at Tribal. I'm, I've been trying to find a way to use it all episode, and I haven't yet, so I'm just going to play it because it's great. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, Bryce. Too good. Uh, so we go to Tribal. Um, the plan is enacted for the four of them to split the vote, and we get a tie vote. Hey, um, what was your reaction watching this the first time when the vote ended in a tie because even though it wasn't that tense and it seemed like what we knew was going to happen was there a lot of like tension in your uh, viewership of this tie i i didn't know what happened in a tie i, I thought not, yeah, yeah okay. my, my my memory of ties is they go to fire building um, right which is so, like yeah i expect like them to like get some flint out that's only at <laughs> no, a final four Okay. Is when um, they go to fire. Yeah, that's that's what I remember about ties. So I was like, I was trying to figure out what they were like, what is your end goal here if it's a tie? But then they were like, the three people who got votes don't vote. And I was like, that's actually a really good way of sitting the other two people down. Yeah. Um, because now it's just three of you and you know two of you are solid. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, we really ran with this because we we're like, "What's going to happen?" And then the three got up, and we were like, "What if they each voted for one of the people?" Yeah, <laughs> it was like then they go to rocks. <laughs> I was saying, "What's this rock thing that you keep saying?" Yeah, okay. So this is this is a really kind of confusing rule to explain, but I'll do my best. It's a really unique one. So if that vote were to end in a tie for a second time, right? Awesome. So after Would a have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. After a first tie, you re-vote. The people who were voted for can't vote, and you can only vote for people that were voted for. Okay? If that – and that's like to break the initial tie. If that doesn't successfully break the tie, now what happens is everybody who just voted that second time – so the people that weren't a part of the original tie, but the people who voted the second time, all stick their hand in a bag of rocks, and whoever draws the odd rock out – is gone. So, right. So the purpose of it is to try like, and break ties, right. And to provide an incentive to not continually tie, um, or, you know, like an incentive that that jumps back on them. Right. Because even if you did, okay, well now it's just going to be one of those three people. It's like, okay, well we'll keep tying whatever. It's not going to fall back on us, so who cares? Um, And so it's only gone to rocks like a handful of times in the history of Survivor because it's so – like you're putting your own game on the line basically over I want this person to go home over this person uh, and usually risking your own chance to play – you know, isn't worth that preference. You just say, okay, fine. <laughs> I'll vote for that person instead. I don't want to go home. Right. right. Yeah. So I, to answer your original question, I, I didn't feel much like tension in that moment. Yeah. Like as soon as there was a three-way tie, I knew that Jeremiah wasn't going to flip and Bryce was gone. Yeah. Like I, yeah, it, it wasn't, it was, it was a little bit like, I don't know what Jeremiah is going to do a three-way tie. Okay. Now we know Bryce is gone. 
a real shame because like Bryce is really fun, you know, but also like he showed a real aptitude of like knowing what's going on and how to play in this brief Mm -hmm. time. Like he played a spot pretty well. He kind of just got hosed by Morgan. He chose a bad partner in that. Yeah, I think he did. And I think he put too much assumption in Jeremiah, um, which maybe was, you know, well-founded until Morgan tried to pull Jeffra too, so. Dot, dot, dot. Huh? <laughs> That's why it's called the King's Game. Is it now? Pretty sure. Cool. Uh, I think also, <laughs> hey, did you notice uh, in this tribal, Alexis's eyes are huge. Every time they cut to her, she was like had this wide eyed face and they were like anime eyes. Like <laughs> They took <laughs> up like her entire face. I didn't notice. I'm glad you noticed too, Scott, because it was just like, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> now that you I drew noticed attention that she to had her. Her, her buff around her head. So it kind of just looked like she was, I don't know, it made her look. <laughs> She's a buff with eyes. Yeah, basically. Like, make her look a little bit vulnerable. I don't know. It was weird. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Next uh, time we watch an episode, just think in your head. Alexis, oh my gosh, large right. eyes. Her eyes are big. Yeah, they're huge. Can we try to come up with, uh, I guess there's nothing else. I don't have anything I missed. Is there something that we missed? Do you have an island fashion segment you want to give us, Adam? Ah, island fashion. That's oh, what you we discovered the do. color. Yeah. Thing. So uh, we finished this, the immunity uh, reward challenge, and I looked at Emily and said, I didn't notice this before, but everyone on each team is wearing, like, green, purple, and orange red. Yeah. Yeah. Match their team color. color. (laughs) It took me. And I said, yes, I know. But that's (laughs) something we noticed. (laughs) Uh Legitimately, we're halfway through season two. The first episode is an hour and 45 minutes long. Yeah. I noticed it. Yeah. Well, maybe we need to contract someone else to run our island fashion segments from now on. should definitely be in charge. To focus on strategy. Uh, Emily pointed out that a lot of people are wearing. panties instead yes, of what is that and i would never say that word because it's gross panties no it's gross i hate Stop. it too i hate it too no that actually is a good point um everyone's wearing like they look like um volleyball shorts mm. like they look like they planned to wear these and they're the color for their tribe yeah. and everyone's wearing um like really tall socks yes yeah, people that are too. just walking around in their underwear a lot. I I guess I'm again going back to Pearl Islands. They had nothing except what they wore, and I knew that that was not normal. But I was like, is this kind of a thing that you understand when you get on Survivor now? Is mm-hmm. like you wear yeah. these very specific clothing items. I I have a question. Um, do the producers direct what people are supposed to wear all that much? Like, yeah, yeah. They they kind of choose the outfit okay. that you're going to start in. Mm. I was going to say, like, I I just yeah. It, it seemed like everyone was dressed in very specific ways. Yeah. And, and they, you know, they usually choose things that kind of like try and match the personality of the character that they're making out of you, you know. Yeah, I just really hope Jeffra didn't willingly decide, I'm going to wear a cowboy hat. Right, <laughs> so. right. Right, she wore like a dress and then a lot of the brain people wore suits and right. yeah. coats or whatever. Heart Nerds t-shirt. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was ridiculous. I was like, if I were to start Survivor, I would be wearing what Jeff wears. Like yeah. those t-shirts. Yeah. 
I don't know if you noticed, too, they didn't get their swimsuits until after the second challenge where they were in the water, um, like the one in the cages. So that's That's why you saw them walking around in their underwear so much on the first episode. I thought at some point I saw someone in like bikini bottoms or like uh, Tony has his swim trunks, but I didn't remember like when that transition took place. Yeah, it was that first challenge where they were in the water. Yeah, I think wasn't even there a clip where LJ was like talking about Alexis and I think he said specifically like she's always walking around in her panties and <laughs> it's like what's the alternative dude <laughs> you're freaking on survivor exactly, like, like everyone's doing that yeah whatever what a great island fashion segment this has been yes. I'm satisfied and smiling happy to we hear that way too in depth so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey I think our 20 minute conversation on uh, immunity idol strategy is gonna go down in survivor history books as the conversation piece so, yeah it's like the thesis I think you're it'll right it'll definitely go down in outwatch <laughs> <laughs> no doubt no doubt well hey for real this time thanks for listening um Make sure that you subscribe, whether on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, so you don't miss an episode. We are but in the very early stages of the season, and we will follow uh, it as it runs its course. (laughs) And it will be a wonderful time. (laughs) I still don't know what that noise is. (laughs) Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.